0: Give the Lord a shout of praise. Come on, give the Lord a shout of praise. Please, you may be seated in Jesus' mighty name. Amen, amen, amen. All right. Um, I want to talk about GLT. Glory to God. (laughs) Amen. Amen. And there's something I want to stress about GLT, which is our love life our love language and our love posture life, language and posture and um, we understand that our vision is to preach and teach with all simplicity and clarity the new Christian realities in Christ Jesus, stressing emphatically the integrity of God's word and we do this by the power of the Holy Spirit Now, one of our new Christian realities in Christ is love. First, as a nature. As a nature. Now, every unbeliever has the nature of hatred. There's a culture of love in the soul, uh, found in the environment, um, found in the native culture where that unbeliever is born into, but by nature the unbeliever carries the DNA of hatred so um, he understands love in his soul but deep within his spirit um, he cannot love the way he ought to because of that nature of hate or hatred the Bible tells us in Ephesians chapter number 2 if you read From verse 1. Okay. It says and you are he quickened who were dead. In trespasses and sins. Now we were not dead to trespasses and sins. We were dead in them. In other words. We were not alive to God. We were dead. Slaughtered. Slain by trespasses and sins. And the Bible tells us in verse 2 wherein in time past you walked according to the cause of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. Now he calls unbelievers children of what? Disobedience. Now look at verse 3. Can we read verse 3 together, everyone? 1, 2, 3, let's go. Among whom also we all had a conversation in times past, in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others, by nature. So every unbeliever is by nature a child of wrath or the devil. Jesus speaking to the Pharisees of his day in John chapter number 8, and verse 44. He says, you are of your father, come on now, the devil. Now how come they were children of the devil okay because when man fell man fell from what is called the glory of god okay the bible says for all have sinned and come come on now short of the glory of god so um falling short of the glory of god is actually falling short of god's standard of living So, when man sinned in the Garden of Eden, the sin did not only affect him as a person being a transgressor, okay? But the sin also affected his nature, and so man transmuted. In other words, the nature of man was changed. Praise God. And if the nature of man was not affected by sin in the Garden of Eden, then forgiveness would have been enough to take care of man to fix man but god had to make man anew and that's what the bible calls a new creation glory to god second corinthians 5 and verse 17 the bible says therefore if any man be in christ is a new creature old things are passed away behold all things have become new so why a new creation If the old creation only sinned and transgressed the law of God. Forgiveness would have been enough to remedy the old creation. Right? But God said, no, this is much more than (laughs) transgression. All right? Something has changed within. The nature of man has changed within. And so, God had to recreate man. Make man anew. Amen? Now, Titus... Puts it this way In Titus chapter number 3 And verse 5 He calls it a regeneration He says now He says not by works We are saved not by works of righteousness Which we have done But according to his mercy He saved us by the washing of Regeneration And renewing of the Holy Ghost Amen So regeneration is from the root word Regeneration It has to do with gene Amen So we were regenerated. We were regenerated. Glory to God. So sin affected the gene of man. And so God had to recreate man. And the recreation here is what we call new creation. Praise God. Now 1 John 4 and verse 8 tells us that God is love. 1 John 4 and verse 16, God is love. So when God gave birth to us, the seed of God, which is the word of God, was the instrument of new birth or recreation or regeneration. So God had to give birth to us according to his own life and being and nature, according to his own DNA. Now, the Bible tells us in that same 1 John 4 and verse 4, it says, little children, you are of God, you are of God. In other words, you're born of God. So, God is love. You're born of God. So, who are you? Come on, who are you? I can't hear you. Come on, who are you, love? I want you to turn to your neighbor. If you're born again, tell your neighbor, say, I am love. love. All right. The love of God. God. I am agape. I I can't hear you. Say, I am agape. All right. All right. If you are not a bastard, then your father's DNA is in you. True? All right. And I know there's no bastard here in Christ. Glory to God. So make bold to say, I am of God, God. born of God. God is love. love. So I am love love. because I'm a child of love. love. Amen. Amen. You believe that? Say amen. So by nature, every child of God, every believer, every Christian, born again, is a child of love. So that means that God has given us capacity to love. You see, uh, capacity or potential is nature-based. Capacity or potential is nature-based. Amen? Amen. What a dog can do, only a dog can do. (laughs) What a dog can do, only a dog can do. What a lion can do, is what a lion, only a lion can do. When God created you in his own image and after his likeness, he actually made you with capacity to talk like him, act like him, love like him, do things like him. Praise God. Okay? So, by nature, we are children of God and we are born anew with capacity or potential to love like God. Can someone say amen to that? Now, lift up your right hand and say, I can love by, like God. Can love God. Come on, say, I can love like God. Can love God. Say it like you mean. Say, I can love like God. Can love God. All right. Every child of God can. Every child of God can. Amen. Now, what makes you human or man or mankind is just the fact that you're born with the nature of man. True? And that's it. You may be a baby man, you may be a youth man, or an adult man. But the truth is, hear this you are man. Amen? You're man. You're man. Now, you may be growing in understanding the understanding of the love of God. You may still be growing in it. Praise God. But that does not change the fact that you are a child of God with the nature of God to love like God. Can someone say amen to that? Amen. 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 To love like God. So, our love walk starts at the point of knowing that we are love beings... In other words, you are a being of love. Amen? That's who you are. Never forget that. Your soul may still be trying to wrap itself around it or grappling with it, but the truth is you are a love being. That's who you are. The moment you got born again at that point in time, you were translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of God's dear son, and you... Received from God the capacity The nature of God To love like God Can someone say amen to that? Yeah And I want you to attest to it again Say I can love like God Say I have the nature of God I have the life of God in me Zoe is in me Say I have the life of God in me I can love like God Talk like God Walk like God do things like God Amen yes. Say Amen yes. that's, that's who you are Now identity is actually the starting point or origin of performance If you really want to perform according to your order of creation then you must not forget who you truly are Who are you Amen Amen I'm a child of God with the capacity of God to love like God. God, agape love is on the inside of me. In the name of Jesus, I can love like God. Can someone say amen to that? You can love like God. You know, if we couldn't love like God, the Bible would not have said to imitate God in love. Look at Ephesians chapter number 5. We'll start the reading from verse 1. It says, uh, can you read it in the NKJV? Yeah, thank you. All right, Ephesians 5 and verse 1. Can we read it out loud together? Come on, let's go. Therefore, be imitators of God as their children. Now, imitation here is not limitation. Okay? Imitation here is actually learning to be mentored in the love of God, the life of love. Amen? Amen? So he says we should be imitators of God as their children. And then he says to do what? Verse 2. And walk in love. So how are we to imitate God? Amen? In what? Come on now. In walking in love. So as their children, he says imitate God in your love walk. Imitate God in your love walk. Imitate God. Imitate him. In other words, the potential, the capacity... To imitate God in our love work is within us. is there already. So you can act in love. You can talk in love. 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 Can someone say amen to that? Now this love here is actually what is known as agape love. Now agape love is the God kind of love and it's a special kind of love. Now it is the love that loves without any form of condition to it. It is an unconditional love, and it's a love that does not love because of what the recipient or beneficiary of the love is doing to you or giving to you. Are you from what I'm saying here? All right. It is love based on your own cause, which is love itself. In other words, what is provoking that love is love itself, not an action done to love. Or an action, you know, done towards love. Amen? amen. For example, in John chapter number three. Amen. John chapter number three and verse sixteen, the Bible tells us it says, "For God so loved the world that He what gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life." Now, what did the world do to warrant? Or to get that kind of love from God. Nothing. It was just God loving the world. Amen? For God so loved the world that he what? Gave. He just gave his son Jesus Christ. Now why did he give his son Jesus Christ? Because he loved the world. So loved the world. That he gave his son Jesus Christ. His only begotten son Jesus Christ. That whosoever believes in him should not perish. But have what? Everlasting life. That's the love of God. Alright, so there's what we, what we call brotherly love, or filio. Filio is the kind of love that is based on mutual benefits. Amen? So mutual benefits simply means that you love me, I love you back. You give me something, I give you something too. You fight me, I fight you too. <laughs> Amen? <laughs> Glory to God. So that kind of love is called brotherly love, or filio. Okay? In other words, there's something in common, a point of intersection. We are brothers. So I may not love another who is not my brother or my sister, but I'm obligated to love my brother because we are brothers. Amen? So that is filial, brotherly love, which is good, but there's selfishness in it. All right? So if I'm Igbo, amen? All right. Are we are we good? If I'm Igbo, then I have to love my Igbo brothers and sisters. And if I'm Yoruba, because I'm not Igbo, I'm not Yoruba. Amen. Neither am I. I'm just from Zion. Glory to God. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So somehow you can see how our nation is being segregated all right along the lines of an ethnicity. Right? Uh-huh. So that kind of love is brotherly love. Okay? Now something happened one time. An igbo man married a Yoruba woman. And so they relocated, they got married here in, I think, Lagos, and then relocated to somewhere in the east. I won't mention the place. Amen? So they got there, and they asked the woman, the woman wanted a job there, at least, so at least she can work, support the family. So, they asked her, where are you from? Say, said, well, I, I, I'm married to an evil man, but I am Yoruba. All right? For like two or three years, they didn't give her a job. They said, you're a bastard. So, why are you here? Amen? All right. And the husband said, well, it's not a crime to get married from another tribe. Say, you too, you're a bastard. All right. What about the Igbo women around? How come you couldn't marry from any one of them? And you now went to that place where oil will be flowing in soup like (laughs) so and they called it that by that name. There's there's a way they call it. People that will be eating soup, you don't know whether it's soup they are eating or oil. And then from our own side here, you know, that's from this side where I am right now. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. They call they say, Well, those people who eat Without who eat stone, without drinking water, that's the way they describe them. Praise God. You can see how sentimental, all right, and biased that kind of love is. Amen. And and let me tell you something. Brotherly love is good, all right, but it is limited. It is not a global kind of love. It is limited to your brothers. Amen. Hello. But this kind of love, agape love, is a global kind of love. The love that can love Jews and Gentiles alike. Can someone say amen to that? That's the kind of love we're talking about. Agape love. The God kind of love. The God kind of love. Now when you were born of God, it gave you capacity to love this way. So you have capacity to love. Amen. Agape love. That's your DNA. Now I want you to turn to someone beside you. Just remind your brother and sister beside you and say you have capacity to love like God does. Amen. Praise God. So nature, you have that nature of love. It starts at that point. Don't deny it. Don't deny your identity Don't deny your potential. Don't deny your identity. Okay? Now, at that point, you now move on. The Bible tells us about the love of God being shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Ghost. Amen. Now every nature is sustained by food of some kind. Amen. All right. Food of some kind. Now, if you look at the animal kingdom, for example, we have herbivores, okay, and then you also have carnivores, right? Good. Now, they have to eat that way to sustain the nature of what they are. Now, the nature of love in man is sustained by the word of God. Amen. It is sustained by the word of God. Matthew 4 and verse 4. The Bible tells us that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So that means you can only love, all right, according to your nature, to the measure or degree that you are strengthened by the word of God. Amen. So that means you have to give. Attention to the word. If you are not feeding on the word of God, walking in love is going to be very difficult for you. Praise God. right, because you see that love nature is not like okay, I'm a love nature, I just walk in love like that. Yeah, you're a love nature, that's where it starts. But you have to feed that nature with the word. Come on, say the word. I can't hear you. Say the word. So we feed on the word of God to walk in love. And feeding on God's word is simple. It's meditating in the word of God and then acting on the word of God. Amen? You meditate in the word after that, the word of God has come to you and then you act on the word. You do the word. You practice the word of God. Now, when you do this, you are feeding on the word. In other words, the word of God will be built into your love nature. And it would develop your love nature such that you do not only have potential to love, you also have dynamic power to love. There's dynamic energy on the inside of you given to you by the word of God to walk in love. And this is very important. All right. So the second point is feeding your love nature with the word. The first point is knowing that you're born again now and you have the love nature born of God, you're a new creation in Christ Jesus. So you now start feeding that love nature with words of love, absolutes of love. I'm telling you, don't say well um I know I'm a love being, but this person has done a terrible thing, all right, I can never forgive this person. When we get to heaven we're gonna settle scores there. All right, the father will be the one to settle scores between me and this person. No, don't talk that way. Amen. Amen. I said, Amen. Amen. So feed on the word. Word, word, word. Can someone say amen to that? Feed on the word of God. Now, as you feed on God's word, all right, your dynamic power. To walk in love is increased. And then you go from glory to glory to glory. Walking in love. Can someone say amen to that? Amen. Now one of the major challenges. Love must overcome. Is the challenge of offense. Amen. Offense is a terrible thing. Now if anything is going to split brethren. Brethren or cause rancor friction all right of faction amongst brethren is actually what we call offense and offense is a, is a is a strong strong tool in the hand of the devil amen it's a strong tool in the hand of the devil any time he activates that that tool all right is discovered that mostly more than 98 percent of the times he gets results he works works for the devil offense works for the devil all right seriously he believes in it all right he has faith in offense <laughs> amen? amen he can split church members from pastors he can split pastors from church members he can split fathers from children and children from their parents he can split anybody can cause any form of You know, rancor, or friction, enmity, doubt, suspicion. He can do anything. Where there's offense, the devil thrives. He does well. He does not need to strive to thrive. Because offense is there. So, he just thrives. He does well. Amen? Amen? And I think sometimes, when we are dealing with words or um, concepts, we may not understand very clearly what we are dealing with until we understand the definition of that word or concept. You know, English is not our native language. How many of us were born, you were born in England, alright, okay? so. We don't think primarily in the understanding and meaning of English words. Hello, you may think you do, but that's, that's incorrect. You don't. Okay, let me give you an example. What is offense? Someone say, I'm offended. I'm offended. I'm, I'm, I'm offended. I'm offended. What's the meaning of that? Amen? Do you know people don't know what they're saying? That they offended. Amen? Amen. So, in the same vein, if you're dealing with Bible words, you have to go to a Bible dictionary to tell you the meaning of what you're dealing with. Are you are you from? I'm saying here. Uh huh. So, when people say they're offended, now I checked the word offense. Um, I did a study some time ago. Okay. The Lord said, This offense thing, do you know what it is? I said, Well, somebody is displeased and, you know, is not happy with something and all that. The Lord said, No, that's not what it is. That's the effect of offense. The root of offense is what offense is. Hello? Are we together? And then he said something here. If you check the word offense in Hebrew dictionary, it is from the root word. The lights here are wonderful. Amen. Okay, let me say the Greek one first. <laughs> All right. Now, the word offense in the Greek simply means scandalon. Scandalon. Scandalon means something that causes another to fall or stumble. A means or occasion of stumbling okay so that means um, scandal on offense simply means like a rock it's standing or put in your way to obstruct you from reaching your goal so when someone says I'm offended I'm offended what the person is saying is I'm not going to reach my goal I'm not going to reach my goal all right and I don't want to reach my goal now that's what the person is saying I'm offended I'm offended and I'm offended so offense also means to the word scandalon also means the trigger of a trap the trigger of a trap all right the trigger of a trap it also means impediment placed in the way and causing one to stumble or fall i said that already okay so the trigger of a trap so when someone says, "I'm offended, I'm offended, I'm trapped, I'm trapped, I'm trapped," I will never be offended. No. You can't stop me from reaching my goal. Never. Now, okay, so it's there. Okay, it's there. Okay. So look at it, scandalon. Okay. <laughs> so when I when I saw that, I said, "Eh." Now. The moment you're offended, you're going nowhere anymore. You're on one, stop, on one spot. You may be speaking in tongues on one spot. Now, can I tell you the truth? I said the way you're looking, I said no. I reject that in Jesus' name. No, don't reject it yet. All right, understand what it is. I'm not cursing you. I'm not saying you're on one spot. I understand some people are too religious. I reject that in Jesus' name and all that. That's not. We're not praying now. I'm preaching. Amen. Are we together here? Anyone who is offended is on one spot. And mostly, people who are offended, they always say they are not offended. I'm not offended, though. I'm not offended. I know I'm not offended. I know. (laughs) It's me. Uh, By God's grace, God has helped me. I'm not offended at all. But you see, the truth is, you're offended. Amen? Amen? Now, the only antidote to offense, the only cure of that plague from the pit of hell, destroying people en masse, is actually love. Love. Come on, say love. Love. Walking in love. Agape love. Now, I'm going to show you from scriptures here. Philippians chapter 1, quickly. Um, Let's start reading from verse 9. Philippians 1 and verse 9 Alright I want us to read from verse 9 to verse 11 1 to 3, let's go Uh Uh-huh Uh-huh And in all judgment Uh 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 Uh-huh Approve Uh-huh Uh-huh Without offense How can you be without offense till the day of Christ Come on now Your love what? Abounding more and more and more. Walking in love. Glory to God. Now let's let me just take you through the anatomy of offense quickly. All right. And then we'll now look at the physiology of it. Hallelujah. You know my wife is a medical doctor, so don't shout. All right. Hallelujah. (laughs) So, offense starts with displeasure Beloved, are we together? Where are you going, beloved? Okay, yeah, yeah, good Because this message, everybody must hear it (laughs) Okay, okay, maybe that place is too cold or something Amen, praise God Alright, so Every offense starts with what? A form or kind of displeasure The way I was addressed, I I, I just didn't like it. And I still don't like it. They didn't consider me. I was not introduced. There was no honor given to me in any way. I came in and I was not recognized. My wife gave me just one piece of meat a piece of meat hello how many men here you don't like eating one piece of meat okay dear. thank you Jerry <laughs> God bless you all right you don't like eating meat at all right you like one just put one on top huh good or maybe you feel like okay well um, you give your wife some money and you feel <laughs> I'm the one paying for the soup All right, and the bad portion of the soup is coming to me. Why? Amen. Or you feel like, well, my husband is not giving me enough attention. So because of that, you know, you you are displeased. Now displeasure is what causes offense. The moment you are displeased, you can nip offense in the bud. But if you continue in displeasure, then you get to a point where you're offended. Amen? I said amen. Amen. Now, so there are three levels here. Displeasure, as a result of what was said, who said it, how it was said, the conditions around what was said, to whom it was addressed, and all all that. Now, you, you deal with that. Then... There's displeasure. And then displeasure leads to what is called hurt. You're hurting. H U R T. Amen. So, hurt, you're hurting. And then, hurting will now lead to being offended. Alright? So, displeasure, hurt, offense. Amen. Now, When you are hurting, this is how you know you are hurting. You look for somebody to minister healing to you. Okay? That means you are still looking for somebody to talk to. But when you are offended, you are looking for somebody to hurt. In other words, you don't care anymore. I I don't care. If they talk to me, I will give it back to them. I am telling you. Watch what will happen. Watch what will happen. Just watch. I don't care anymore. So, offended people offend others. Hurting people are looking for who to heal them. Amen. So, how do you know that you're hurting? You're still asking questions, you're still praying, you're studying your Bible, you're crying, you still want to call your pastor, you want to talk to a friend. You want to talk to a colleague, you're hurting. Oh, all right. When you're offended, offense, you know, hurt can separate you from the brethren, but not totally, okay. But when a brother or a sister is offended, is the brother or the sister is isolated from the congregation. So you see, offense is like leprosy. There's isolation. So the person is isolated, does not want to talk to anybody. I'm, I'm not singing anymore in choir. All right? I'm going to evangelism ministry. And when I even get there, all right, no HOM will talk to me the way my HOM is. nobody. If you give it, I won't answer. All right? And then if it's too strong, I will answer back. I will, I will give it. I'm telling you, don't, don't try nonsense with me. I know my worth. The person is already offended. So the person will now start moving from one ministry to another ministry, from from music ministry to evangelism to follow up, and then it goes on and on like that, and then move out of church. (laughs) Now, when people are offended, all right, they don't care about their destiny anymore. They don't care about what God told them earlier when He said, join this church. They don't care about all that anymore. They're not thinking about fulfilling destiny, they're already trapped. And when a man is trapped, you know, you know offense is the trigger of a trap. So when a, when, when a man is offended, that means the trigger, all right, boom. It's like it has detonated. Pop. Poof. So you are trapped already and you're struggling hard. Struggling hard. So people who are offended are not thinking about destiny anymore. All right. They are thinking about selfish things they want to do their own thing their own way when they want it praying to God no, it, offense will change your doctrine there's a way it can change your orientation and inclination in life so somebody who is meant to be going this way when he's offended he, he can turn and be going back to where he came from amen i said amen Amen. come on now i said amen. amen it's just like you know when a trap catches an animal a prey all right the prey will fight and fight and fight and fight and fight so the position of the trap maybe the trap was not you know tied to something very firm all right the position of the trap will change all right and the position of the prey will also change so there's a struggle there's a So that means there's no definite destination in view anymore. You just want to live your life the way you want. Amen? And God told me, said, if you will never get offended, alright, the devil will never be able to get you. I'm telling you. So, how many points now? me, Let's look at it. How many points? Come on now. Alright. Number one, come on now displeasure. Number two? Hurt. Number three? Offense. Now, the best position a man who is about to get offended can be is the position of displeasure or hurt. When a man is already offended, okay, ah, it will take an encounter to get that man back on his track, on his feet. Amen? Amen? I'm telling you. Now, there are some, some things I know. I will just paraphrase, but some people who have understanding will get it. Something happened one time in the body of Christ, this hyper grace thing, all right? And people don't pay tithe, and some people are attacking tithe. It's born out of offense. I won't say more than that. All right? For example, come. I have a son in the ministry who is doing well in the ministry. I have invested in him. All right? And then he comes and he says, God is leading him to another father. Are you feeling what I'm saying here? So he said, ah, why? And all that. said, well, it's just leading of God. Instead of saying, Father, thank you for how far you've helped me concerning this, my son, and you are leading him forward. All right? Neither let me pray for you. And then you pray. Of course, I'm not releasing you. Knee <laughs> down. We are doing drama here now. You know, all those Nollywood stars, they've died like 20, 30 times in movies. But they are still alive. You know now. So it's drama. All right. So <laughs> so just pray and pray and say, okay, you can go. Amen. All right. So this minister is now offended. That you mean i invested in you and you're now going to another man to reap the harvest of my investment all right so then that bitterness comes and says okay another son went to him another son went to him another son went to him from another minister they now gather together all right and then they started talking about this in fact let's even attack this type thing it's not new testament if I'm not going to take the tide of tide, you will not take it. If I will not eat, you will not eat too. I will burn the food, break the plate. Yeah. We'll burn the food and break the plate. And burn down the restaurant. <laughs> and we'll destroy the kitchen. I'm, I'm telling you, nobody will. I'm, I'm, it's called bitterness. When people are offended, boy. <laughs> if you see a wife, if a, a wife that says, oh, dad. oh Oh, how I love you when the wife is offended in the man in the husband let me tell you something this is what is going to happen that same woman can sell that man for 30 pieces of silver (laughs) can you imagine Judas that the Lord Jesus fed took care of him A man was collecting a very fat salary. All the disciples of Jesus, none of them complained that our children are not well taken care of. No, none of them. Jesus took care of them, 12 of them, 12 family men. Are you from what I'm saying here? You ate, you did everything and all that, and then you now got offended. You now said, "Mm, I need money. Who can I trade for my money? (laughs) And I said, ah, it's my master It's my master ah, 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 ah. Ah, ah. Ah, ah. And when a man is offended Common sense does not apply Sanctified common sense does not apply Worldly sense applies You wound me, uh, don't worry I will stab in the back Everybody I brought to church I will take them back Yeah, it's called offense. I'll talk to all of them. All of them, you don't know me. you, You offended me. You see what I'll do? Amen. Because the moment you're in that zone of offense, the devil can speak to that person. And the person will be receiving revelations from the devil. Amen. No, we know we, we know things. All these things happening and all that is born out of something. There are three ways a man can change permanently. Either it's been changed or transformed before. It can be retransformed. Amen. Or probably deformed or reformed. Amen. Number one, this thing I'm talking about, offense. Number two, uh, persecution. If you are being persecuted, for example, people may look and say, why is this minister this wealthy? Are you the only one? All right. And then you start feeling sorry for what God has blessed you with. Amen. In no time, your doctrine will change. You hear ministers say, I'm not a minister of prosperity. Right? I'm not a minister of prosperity. I'm not a prosperity pastor. Are you a poverty pastor? No, talk to me now. Because there's a way the world can make you see things on headlines. Amen? The news. And they tell you, this is what is happening, this pastor is this, and everybody's talking about you in town. Amen? If you can overcome persecution, your message will be stronger. If you look at Bishop Oedipo, they persecuted him in this country. Prosperity when They have spoiled the body of Christ. It's prosperity, prosperity. Bishop Benson in Daosa, Same. Are you for what I'm saying here? Yes, and because they were not apologetic about the message, they held on to it, and that's why we are prospering today. Hallelujah. You are too tall. You are too tall. You are too tall. Before you know it, you start asking yourself, just there is so where well, I can cut a part of my leg. No, I'm telling you the truth. I can cut a part of my leg and just, you know you are too short, you are too short is there a way that one can stretch, you know you are thinking, your face, You look at you they, they are too broad and all that. And you say, okay. is there a way I can cut down a bit of it and then, you know persecution can change a man you can find a lie and say it has to do with coloration of the skin it's a lie, coloration of the skin alright, and plastic surgery They are two different things Are you from what I'm saying here? Mm. So when you are being persecuted, alright, they are putting pressure on you to deform you. I'm telling you. All these praying in tongues, praying in tongues, you will not marry on time. There are good men around you. Amen. And then you clock twenty six. No man is showing up. Twenty seven. <laughs> persecution. <laughs> Maybe I should stop praying in tongues so that my husband. I'm telling you, persecution is a powerful thing. It can reform or deform a man. The third level is an attack from the devil. Amen. But let's focus here on offense and how to, you know, deal with it. So, at the point of displeasure, all right, when you are displeased, manage it according to God's word. All right, number one, there are three ways the Bible says we can reconcile with the brethren. Number one, forgiveness. Number two, making peace with the brethren. Number three, restitution. Now, forgiveness here has to do with you hurting. The Bible tells us in Mark chapter number 11, if you read verse 25... And I want to show you something there. And when you stand praying, forgive. If you have hurt against any. In other words, if you have any slightest thing against any, it says forgive. Look at KJV. I mean NKJV. Okay? Now, and whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him. Against so that word ought there simply means something against another. Okay? Now look at um, Amplified. Quickly, quickly, quickly. Okay? So it says Amplified. You have it? Good. And whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him and let it drop. Leave it. Let it go. Amen? So the cure to displeasure or hurt is forgiveness. Amen? But the most effective cure to displeasure is forgiveness and forgiveness only. But when it comes to hurting, you are hurting already, you are bleeding within, you have to forgive and then you have to wait for some time to heal up. So forgiveness and healing. It takes time. Don't fake it. It takes time. But when a man gets to offense, he may forgive and still be offended. And that's one thing. Offense is a very, very crooked virus of the devil. And when it shoots it at you and you let that virus in, it will start changing your composition and structure and posture. It will break it down. And at the end of it all, Alright, you're talking like a Christian, but in your heart you're bitter against people. The Christianese is still there. what I'm saying here, speaking Christianese, and as you speak it, people say, Oh, that's a person who's a brother, and all that. And that's why I tell people, don't go by what people are saying in church. Amen? You know, somebody, somebody was telling me something. Married a rapper of the word. Amen? A brother in church can rap the word. Note Bob says. Don't say that. No, Bab says. (laughs) You (laughs) know. But you see, that person, all right, was a womanizer, serious one. Hello. All right. After they got married, do you know that the same pastor was sleeping around, sleeping around, and then came to his wife and said, "This is who I am. I have to open up." But he says, "Boy, you wrap the words." (laughs) it's just the word, I wrap it, but this is who I am, I womanize, I play around I'm a playboy so you still want to get married to me or you want to take off amen she's still in the marriage yeah but if, if he handles the mic like this and sisters sister say yay, yeah, she's my husband, hallelujah she's my husband <laughs> That's my You've not found your husband yet. <laughs> a, a rapper of the world. <laughs> but let me tell you something. You know how it happened? Okay? Somebody, a friend, brought him into a court before he got born again. All right? And somehow introduced another guy to him who was macho and he was tiny, you know, and something started happening. They went into same-sex, whatever. Praise God. And she was the woman, in quote now, and the guy was the man. And oppressed and oppressed and oppressed him. So, eventually, he got offended. Sometimes people get offended before they get born again. And when they get born again, the offense is still there in their soul. A woman who was raped before she got born again, and... She got married, all right. Now she's saved, she's born again. This is her husband, legitimate husband, amen. And the man is saying, "No, don't touch me. I don't like that thing. Don't touch me, you know." But let's play now. No, don't. You know, we just do it for reproduction. You see, food. The memory is this: the moment the guy comes like this, the memory is that you want to rape me. You want to rape me? I'll fight you. If she doesn't deal with that thing, there's a way to deal with offence. When people are offended, they are cracked. You see, if you deliver a prey from a trap, all right? the the prey cannot remain the same again. True? (laughs) No, I'm telling you. You, there's need for rehabilitation, recovery. Sometimes it takes time, and that's why I don't get to offense. I don't want to get there. Displeasure, I don't like. Ah, Pastor, Shola, why are you talking to me like that? Ah, no, sir. it's my son; he doesn't understand some things. You know what, mm-hmm. what I'm saying here? Just forgive, let it go. And just going, Pastor, Shola, ah, the way you said, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. That's fine. That's all right. Drop it right there. In this ministry, as a set man, you're talking to me like that. I will deal with you. No, you see, look, you can't do that. Are you from saying here? If you know the number of people dealing with one another in church, today, in the ministry, I'm telling you, not in this church, because we have love beings here, amen? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you know your love to your wife can grow cold if you're offended? It's a technical and professional marriage now. How you do? God bless you. <laughs> all right. And then you drop money. You drop money. You say, darling, what about, you know, and all that. Hmm, we'll talk about that later. Okay. And then when you need her you feel like, are you available or not? It's like we're fighting. Are you available or not? Do you want or you don't want? You say, I, I want. Eh, yeah, now. Open up now. You know, can you imagine? They're not, they're not making love to each other. Do you want or you don't? Want to? <laughs> it's, it's, she's not a prostitute. Hello? When I didn't have money, you had all the money. Oh, you dealt with me. You dealt with me. You will go and be telling your parents that you are the one sponsoring everything at home. Now I have the money. I will drop the money and I will put you where you belong, where you rightfully belong. I'm the man now. Once upon a time, I was a woman. <laughs> <laughs> the man is offended. Are you following what I'm saying here? He's offended. If he doesn't deal with that thing, there's not going to be any real relationship between him and his wife anymore for life. They may grow old that way. Are you, going, are you not going to greet the children in Canada and all that? And say, ah, I want to go. When? Ah, in two weeks. <sighs> Why not change the flight? You can go just in one week from now. Ah. You say, well, but are you driving? No, no, not really. I just feel you should go. You understand? The moment she leaves, the man is not committing adultery, but he's not enjoying the presence and the company of the wife anymore. Offense. Amen? Amen So it says forgive him and let it drop Leave it, let it go Let go of it So this is how to deal with offense let me, If you are offended all right, It takes the Holy Ghost Because one thing offense will do Is to blindfold you It will blind your eyes of understanding Your eyes of understanding are blinded And you don't know that you are offended anymore In that sense You just feel like it's just me Now, offense can change the personality of a man. You say, well, it's just me. I I don't talk to people. But you used to talk to people. I changed. When did you change? I don't know. You know, sometimes I just discovered my real self now. My real self is that I am not a people person. I'm not really outgoing like that. But you used to be. Hello. You used to be. So, what happened? What changed? When? How? Amen. And until you learn to overcome offense, you cannot reach your goal in life. You must learn to overcome it. Amen. So, this is how to overcome it. Number one, if you get to displeasure, deal with it. Nip it in the bud. If you don't deal with displeasure, you'll get hurt. And from hurting or being hurt, you'll move to offense or being offended. Amen? So when you are displeased with something, just tell yourself, calm down. Father, Lord, help me in the name of Jesus Christ. Help me, help me, help me. All right? Then the first thing to give is forgiveness. Give forgiveness to that person. Can someone say amen to that? Yes. Forgiveness. Give it. Give it. Let go. Forgive. And when you forgive, all right, particularly when you are dealing with maybe um, a family member that you cannot run away from, your wife, all right, your God home. <laughs> Glory to God. If you're dealing with that kind of person. <laughs> Alright. What you do is this: receive grace every day. Say, Father, I receive grace in the name of Jesus. I receive the grace of God to deal with this person. Amen. Sometimes, it's not everything. See, let me tell you something. If you're hurting, the easiest way to find that hurt to flame is by talking about it you remember 2022 when you offended me the african son was just coming out <laughs> of its chamber it was around 1 30 pm and something happened that day you remember david our first son you know you just bought uh, what's it called for a uniform for him and all that and you took him by the hand right hand I can remember and and you didn't finish with the first class in school <laughs> offense can awaken your memory to wrong things people can become pro in rem- remembering things when they are offended amen now if you are hurting the first thing to do don't talk about it yet forgive did you hear me? Yes sir. If you're hurting and you've not forgiven the person and you say well let's talk about it, you are going to fester that hurt. Hello. I'm telling you. Say no, I want to ventilate, let's talk about it. You are not a good man. You are not a good man at all. All right, I know responsible man at outside. My boss at work, my friend is responsible. You are not responsible and we're reconciling, we're talking things over and I'm not a good man. End of discussion. Because you have not forgiven him, your words will hurt him. Amen. Forgive from your heart. And when you forgive, let me tell you something. Don't just say, I forgive, I forgive, I forgive, I forgive. Alright, go to God, meditate on the love of God for you. And say, Lord, you love me, and you forgive me. And I'm giving the same love with which you have loved me to my brother, to my sister. Hallelujah. And, and I forgive. It will come from your heart. It's, it's something that you do with your heart. You forgive with your heart. Amen. And let go. Glory to God. Now when you let go, understand that somehow some form of damage has been done. Now, for displeasure, forgiveness will handle it. When you're hurting, you're hurting now simply means that you've been wounded within. So, perspective has changed. View has changed. Philosophy is changing. And you have to remedy that. all right for some men they have a view like this woman is the parasite in this home takes <laughs> so I don't discuss money matters <laughs> if God blesses me I don't talk to her about it the next thing she would do she will bring a long list of all the things that we must buy today you understand so if you're dealing with that kind of hurt towards it's 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 a state of hurt Are you what I'm saying here you you will have to having forgiven your wife you will have to trust god to repair you you go to the mechanic shop of god to repair you you feed on the word and retreat something has been damaged in your view of your wife say this pastor all right he's just trying to just, you know, take money from people and all that, how? Can you imagine? Of the three servants that the master, in the parable of the talent gave talents to before he traveled to a far country, three of them under the same leadership of their master, hello, and only one of them believed that this man is a hard man. You always like to reap where you have not sown. How come that was not a common mindset of the master among the three servants? Are you from sitting here? How come you are the one feeling like uh, they always want to take our money? How come? How much have they taken from you? Amen. Offense. So you will need a retreat to heal up. Amen? And that is the retreat. Okay? Because if you are not whole, if you are not whole, you cannot run the race that is set before you. You can't get to the end. You need to be whole. People are bleeding in church. Bleeding in marriages. Bleeding in courtships. Bleeding. Offended. Now I always say this, say this. You know, the first test to do on anybody you want to get married to is the test of the level of offence the person is bringing into that relationship. Offence is a liability, yeah. Son, an said. Because if you marry an offended woman, <laughs> no, I know. You <laughs> say this was the way my dad treated my mom. You, men, and they start generalising. Men are terrible. Men are. Your husband is terrible. Say it. Don't say men. What kind of thing is that? I say men. I say women are bad. It's your wife that is bad. Say it. Don't say women. Can you people are offended, they generalize. So an Ijebu man does something wrong. Alright? All right. Everybody from Yoruba land is wrong. Yoruba people. Which one is Yoruba people? Igbo people, they are they are too cunning and crafty and no? not all of them. Mention the person who hurt you it's not Igbo people you want to marry an Igbo man hey! <laughs> you become a housewife Yoruba people Pentecostal churches they are not Pentecostal they are rascals. you you hear people say things they are offended are you going to church they say yes I'm going to church (laughs) you are going to make some savings with your pastor have you not heard it before Uh you are going to make some savings with your pastor Uh, mumu Moo-moo. they have pocketed your head alright, that man some, somebody did something against him alright, maybe pull the first one on him praise God and the man, the man said, pastors, pastors, pastors pastors <clears throat> amen when you're offended, okay. When you're offended, or For example, if somebody says, "Well, a spiritual father took advantage of a spiritual daughter," you know, and then the person goes to me, say, "There's no spiritual father anywhere. The Bible does not speak about spiritual fatherhood." Whereas is there? So you see how doctrines can be lopsided, twisted. Hello. Because of offense. So how do you deal with it? The first thing is forgiveness. Forgive. Okay? The second thing is that you will pray about it and say, Lord, please help me heal up. Then the third thing about it you will talk about offense you talk about it all right but you must have forgiven the person then you talk about it this thing has damaged me talk about it Now, when you talk about it sometimes the justification that people need to let go of offense is actually just repentance on the part of the offender just say sorry i'll be fine true That's just, I just need, just tell me, sorry, I'll be okay. I say, I'm not going to say sorry. All right, sometimes you have to discuss it. And let me tell you something, please, when people are discussing offensive things with you, things regarding offense, please make sure to let go. Don't say, well, eh, no, I didn't do that. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You cannot bring to my account what God has not put there. In the name of Jesus Christ, I reject that. Now, this person is hurting. is almost dying. Amen? Now, I told you there are three dimensions in reconciliation, right? Forgiveness, come on now. Making peace and what? And restoration. I mean, restitution. Now, if you stand praying... And you remember that you have hurt against your brother, it says forgive. Now there's a level of hurt that just forgiving your brother would do. Don't discuss it with your brother. Hello. Don't go to your brother and say, You know you offended me, and person says I can't remember. Because there are times you take offense on what somebody does or about what somebody does intentionally, and then sometimes you take offense about or around on what somebody does against you unintentionally. Hello, the person can't remember what he did wrong. Hello, cannot remember. So you're discussing with somebody who cannot remember. I mean, you offended me, you stepped on my toes, you said this, you said that, I "I can't remember. I mean, you did it. I cannot remember. So when you're forgiving people, Forgiveness simply means, look, look up please. You are the one hurting. Alright? So what forgiveness would do? Before forgiveness will affect the other person. Alright? It will affect you first. It will change you first. It will fix you first. Because if you don't forgive, he says your Father in heaven will forgive you of your trespasses. So that means unanswered prayer. When you stand praying, forgive. Let go. Amen? Secondly, it says in Matthew 5, I believe, when you bring a gift to the Lord, amen, and you remember that your brother is hurting because of something that you did, it says don't offer your gift. Drop it beside the altar. Go and make what? Peace with your brother. Hello. All right. Matthew 5. Okay? Okay. So there are times you have wronged somebody and the person is hurting badly. All right, and you know you did it. Go to the person and reconcile. That's making peace. Don't don't pray then. If you have a retreat, drive back home. Or put a call through the person because you waste your seven days fasting. These are spiritual principles here. Are you following what I'm saying here? So discuss it. Now, before you discuss anything that has to do with an offense with anybody, you must have forgiven the person. You must have prayed about it. You must have received grace to let go of it. If I'm saying here, all right, then you can talk to the person. Sometimes it's just a justification of, oh, saying I'm sorry. That's what you need. All right? But let me tell you something. Don't mistake the first refreshing that comes to you as a result of forgiving someone who offended you for recovery from that offense is it is deceit. Are you from? I'm saying here, take time to really recover. And when you want to recover, all right, take time to minister to the Lord in worship, feed on the Word of God. Feed on the Word of God. Feed on the Word of God. All right. When you recover, this is how you know you have recovered. It does not take energy to fellowship with the former offender anymore. You can fellowship freely without feeling bad. You have recovered. If you cannot fellowship, you're running away from fellowship, you are still offended. amen for time this sunday not so. amen praise god i'll stop here amen and i want to make an altar call for those who are hurting now don't say well you see let me tell you something god wants to heal you don't say well i'm not going out come if you're hurting or you're offended somebody has offended you all right or you're hurting somebody has hurt you so badly I want to pray with you. I want to lead you through the process of recovery. Amen. And I want your heart to be open. Let's be upstanding, everyone. If you're offended, somebody has hurt you so badly. Maybe your pastor said something and it really staggered. You felt like, ah! How can my spiritual parents talk to me like that? I mean, they should construct me, not destroy me. I want you to step forward. Come. I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you. Come, 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 come. Come. Anytime you remember, there's this... This ill feeling towards the person. You can't even pray for the person. You can't talk to the offender. You don't, you just want to avoid the person. You don't want to do anything around the person. You are offended. Come. Pastor Funke, let's do this together. place your right hand on your chest and I want you to talk to the Lord right now and say Lord I've heard your word I believe so strongly that there's grace right now to let go of this hurt and to let go of this offense in the name of Jesus come on talk to the Lord talk to the Lord and say Lord now mention the name of that person you have to forgive to start with And say, Lord, by your grace, because you love me and you have loved me. Because Jesus died for me, I let go of that rape. I let go. That bad person, the rapist that raped me, I let go. That person that stole from me, slept with me, promised me that he was going to marry me. Just, you know, left me in the middle of the road. And the next thing I heard was... (laughs) He just got married and hey, hey me me you treated me like a bundle of rubbish me hey and you felt very offended felt very offended you have to let go forgive 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 forgive, forgive. Let go. Say, Lord, on account of your goodness to me, I'm forgiving this person now. You have been good to me. You've loved me. You forgive me of my sins. In Jesus' name, I forgive and let go now. And let go now. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Now, I'm going to ask the Lord in faith with my wife. We're going to ask the Lord to bring a time of refreshing that will cause recovery the process of recovery will be initiated right now um, and there's going to be a change you will know it deep within your heart that something has lifted from off you you're no longer trapped you're no longer finding the way you're no longer you know trapped in the way you can make progress now now lord in the name of jesus we spread our hands over these precious ones we're asking father for a time of ref- of re- of refreshing a time of recovery that there will be a breeze of the holy ghost blowing over these ones the wind of the spirit of god bringing about a change yeah that's it that's it that's it yeah that's it thank you father that's it yeah that's it, Macroshuta labrusha, devil. You have failed over this once. I rebuke you, the foul spirit of offense, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Marusta tila telegrusha katalabrahaya. yeah, crosha mangri sutelegrusha talabrande le krusha zanze brasako rosto kelegrusha ketelebrugadolegri shana maha shana maha shana 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 mahaya. Now go ahead and receive. Receive, 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 receive. Go ahead and receive right now. Receive from God that grace for recovery. Come on now, receive, receive, receive. La croché kila brahaya. Sandele Thank you, Father. Blessed be the name of the Lord. We give you the praise in Jesus mighty name. Amen. Praise God. Now, take time out. I know many of you go to work. All right. But take at least one hour every day, maybe early in the morning or when you're back from work. Amen. To just minister to the Lord and meditate on the love of God, scriptures on the love of God. Amen. The healing has started. Glory to God. Give the Lord a shout of praise.